and welcome to Reliving My Youth, the show where we look back at pop culture from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. My name is Noel Fogelman. She's one of the biggest artists of the late 80s, early 90s. I'm talking about Taylor Dane, who is out touring in support of the 30th anniversary of her smash hit, Tell to My Heart. We discussed the origins of the song and her name. She has had 18 individual songs, including Tell to My Heart, reach the Billboard Top 10. She's toured with Michael Jackson. We talk a little bit about that. We also discuss one of the toughest songs to sing, the National Anthem, which she's done three times. Taylor has found a completely new fan base, thanks to comedian Tig Notaro, who tells how easy it is to run into the singer. Taylor reacts to that. And currently she's writing her memoirs, which could be out by the end of the year. Here's my conversation with Taylor. And helping me relive my youth today is Taylor Dane. Taylor, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, how are you? Thank you so much. Uh, doing great. Um, your Tell It To My Heart tour uh, opened up in Mohegan Sun in Connecticut recently. I took my wife, uh, great show. Uh, how does it feel to be kind of 30 years now singing Tell It To My Heart? <laughs> Well, yeah, this is pretty celebratory. Um, it's quite a, a year upon me, but at the same time, it's you know it, it's retrospective. But at the same time, I, I'm not, I'm not the type to to uh, stay in the past too long. So it, it's been amazing, and I'm working with such young, incredible talent, and and uh, we're going to be doing some collaborations on the greatest hits as well as you know obviously new music. So pretty exciting and to be standing here this long and have so many fans for so many years and and to be uh supported like this is, is pretty monumental yeah and that show was absolutely rocking there were a lot of awkward white people dancing in the crowd <laughs> oh you listen to you yeah well <laughs> yeah i believe that <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly you know i may or may not have been one of them but you know we'll never know how did that song come about oh goodness um more or less, it's a single that uh, we picked off a, a, a demo tape that was, came from Warner Chapel Publishing House, and um, it was a song that Rick, my producing partner at the time, said, this is the moment you get your dad, we should, you know, get investors on, and the investor was basically my dad. I go, yeah, you think so? And he goes, absolutely, this is the one. I like this song the most. But we had been doing, my goodness, uh, <laughs> 12 inches, and we've been in the clubs, and I've been in the clubs, and in three bands before that so it's, it's a long pro, you know process doing it there is no yellow brick road to this madness but at the same time Tell to My Heart was definitely was my breakthrough and it was my first single release Taylor Dane and obviously it, it shocked me and it, it took off around the world
right now. Speaking of of the name Taylor Dane, how did um you come come with up with that name? What's the story behind that? Kind of the same situation. I was in the studio with Rick when we were putting this project together, and it was a single. Obviously, it was we were just trying to release the single. We were just trying to put a song out there and chart and get some crossover with it. And so we were in the studio with Dee Snyder from Twisted Sister, and he was recording. I was doing background vocals for a project he was working on, and we had told him he was very supportive of us, and we told him about the project we're working on and the song. And he goes, "You need a name like." you know, Tommy or, or Frankie or something. And then one of the guys in the studio, and we were like, what? And he was like, Tommy, Frankie, like just more of a nickname, more, more just, I don't know, obviously more, uh, <laughs> we weren't really sure, more tomboy as well. Right. So anyway, long story short, is one of the guys in the studio said, I have a girlfriend named Tommy, but then I have a girlfriend named Taylor. And so we just did Taylor, and then we took a baby book out that night and just kind of, looked for names along with Taylor and we just loved it just yeah right yeah and it's uh, it's stuck all these years and it's great (laughs) yeah it's it's definitely my name it's been legally there for many years so yeah right exactly now the the song blew up you ended up touring with Michael Jackson Um, what was like the biggest takeaway um, from touring with him Michael yeah you just have to understand the type of frenzy he uh he really um, was the entertainer that the, 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 quite the extraordinary. He studied his craft. He'd been doing it for, he's a, I don't know, five, six. So his body was just made for the stage, and he he entertained that way. And he knew every punch, every hit, and he knew how to accent everything. Mm. And yet audiences enthralled. I mean, it was just, you know, more than dancing, he was, yeah, it was it was far more than dancing. It was uh, enraptured, really. Yeah, and the audiences, I mean, just like obsessed with him. Yeah. You know, with fame. You know, well, pe- he pe- created pe- this incredible, but he created that phenomenon. That marketing as well as genius and pandemonium, and he understood that. You know, it was pretty amazing. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, from you're from Long Island. I I'm grew up, I grew up in Queens, but I lived in Dix Hills for a couple of years. Uh, Long Island turned out a bunch of uh, artists. You, Mariah Carey, Pat Benatar, Debbie Gibson, Adina Menzel. What's in the water in Long Island? <laughs> exactly. What's in the water? I don't know. We asked the same question. I didn't even know Adina was from Long Island. I know Joan Jett, you know, uh, Brian Setzer. Yeah. bunch of us. Billy yeah. Joel, let's not forget, let's of course. Not forget Billy. Yeah, of let's course. Let's not forget, you know, N.W.A. Uh, and just, you know, a whole bunch. Yeah, it's... it's uh, I don't know. I don't know. We just very close to the city, and we got things to do. Yeah, exactly. So now That's all I can say, you know. Yeah. We live. We live in New York. We live under the, uh, you know, we live in the shadow, and we got things to do. Yep, and you, you guys do it well. Um, now you've Thank done you. like those '80s and freestyle tours. I, I've seen a bunch of them. I've always been curious how they decide like the uh, the order of the artists performing and like the amount of songs that each artist you know plays. Oh, and on that on this kind of on that particular type of tour, yeah, it's pretty much we talk with promoters, buyers, and we know what we're doing. You know, many many years later, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no, you know, we just yeah, it's it's called know thy audience, I guess. Right, because I mean, I, I saw one. Radio, yeah, I saw one at Radio City a couple of years ago, and it was like a four and a half hour tour uh, concert. It was great, but it was weird. They had Vanilla Ice was, I guess, the headliner, 
And what does he have? Maybe two, two, three songs when you have like Expose and the Cover Girls, who have you know much you know bigger hits, uh, but kind of you know lower on the bill. I don't really. That, that's a that's a that's a business question because I have no clue. <laughs> right. Yeah. No idea. Right. Do you guys like when you are on those tours? You kind of negotiate any the amount of songs, try to get some more in there as well, because you have a lot of hits. No, we really, we, we all, you know, honestly, because this is such a, you know, it's a festival. We're, we're doing festivals. When you're doing festivals, you, you, you know, you have a certain amount of time, and that's basically, you know, where you're at. We know what we're doing. Right, yeah. Look, one of my favorite songs by you is uh, Love Will Lead You Back, and it was written by you know, Incredible Diane Warren. Did you know that song was going to be like Instant Magic?
Perform other people's songs. Is there a difference in the way you sing them, or a special meaning to any of them? I found out the years. No, okay. I found that. I found that. Right, right. A great song is a great song, and in the moment is in the moment, and every audience is different, and every audience, you know, brings their own level of energy to a show, and vice versa. So, no, you just take it all on as as a as as one big story for the evening, you know, it has a beginning, a middle, and an end, you know, it's a play. Right, and a song that you've you performed in countless other artists, uh, most recently Fergie, to kind of like mix, mixed results as a national anthem. Um, how, how <laughs> yeah, Fergie, uh, Fergie made some choices, but I, she owned them, she owned them, she owned it. Yeah, exactly, and, and that's my point, like how difficult is it to perform that song and not kind of make it, you stand out, but make the song stand out? <laughs> I've performed it three times. You know, the national anthem is, is more than a song. You know, so you have to uh, you have to pay due diligence for that. That's for sure. Yeah. And every every stadium, every room is different depending on the acoustics and you know playback, and then also uh, hit back. You know, like if you're playing uh, baseball stadiums, big difference than an NBA. You know, than when you're, when you're doing it in a uh, an arena like that. So. Every room's different, but if we're discussing, you know, her style of choice and, and where she took it, that was an interpretational choice, and she owned it, and that's that's for her. That's her decision. It's all good. Yeah, exactly. And gets you know buzz about her. You, you know. know whether you know whether it interpreted well with anybody else is a different story. So that's yeah. not that's the artist making the choice. I over you know at the end of the day. Right. Now, uh, one story I have to ask you about, it's, it's, a, it's really funny and awesome, is the whole Tignataro stand-up um, about her oh, meeting yeah. you a, a bunch of times. Uh, you were such a great sport about it, coming out to perform during her stand-up. How did you find out about that whole story? I actually feel confident that I'm the reason that Taylor Dane ended up putting out another record. Because <laughs> you know she called her manager and was like, my fans miss me. <laughs> they love me. I mean, sure, they're a bunch of he-she-looking robots. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry to bother you, but I just have to tell you. I love your voice. Excuse me. Sorry to bother you, but I just have to tell you. I love your voice. Excuse me. I'm sorry to bother you. And people are always like, there is no way that story is true. And it's like, why would I make up a 14-minute story about a pop singer that nobody's heard of? And just as a side note, I left out other times that I ran into Taylor Dan. Oh, well, it was not just one time. I mean, right. the thing with 
guess, you know, our, um, I mean, what you saw, yeah, was when we, you know, we, we got together and actually spoofed on each other. So yeah. that was obviously produced. But um, in general, yeah, it's been going on for years. And then, you know, it's her, it's her stand-up was, you know, uh, broadening and her appeal. And, you know, it's not like I didn't hear about it. I was in L.A. and New York. And so we started to, uh, I started to get a big chuckle out of it and laugh my ass off, to be honest. Yeah, because her, her humor is so deadpan and dry. It's it's great. <laughs> oh, she's, yeah, I mean, to watch me, like, I'm doing all this, these moves. But, you know, for her to be just so like, I just love your voice. and be like, are you kidding me? I didn't believe it probably happened on <laughs> But I'm sure it all happened. As we have agreed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you, uh, we kind of have a, a little bit of connection. My wife's cousin and you were on the Millionaire Maxmaker show. Oh. <laughs> um, Four or five years ago, yeah, Patty. I'm, I'm, I'm friendly, very good friends with Patty Stanger. She's a wonderful gal, and uh, yeah, and it was her celebrity blah 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 version of it. And I went on, and I met a lovely guy, and we dated for a while, and and you know, it was, it was good. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It didn't didn't work out for my wife's cousin, but you know, since she got married and she's expecting a kid, so it worked out for her oh, I nonetheless. Agree. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got you. Exactly. Now, I, I watched your, your TED Talk last week, and it was really, really powerful. Um, you talked about your family, but you, you, you've been, you know, talking about them publicly for a while. How difficult is it to kind of bring your personal life into the public like that? Well, you know, I think the personal life is just that. It, it starts with your, your, your experiences, okay? Um, that particular, that TED Talk was based on a subject, you know, it was TED Women, and it was... The, the the thesis, if you will, and the subject was time, and, and um, was it my time? And um, I, my talk was, you know, based on my experience. I'm in the middle of writing my memoir right now, and we're doing the book, so it was very timely for me, no pun intended. And and I, I'm I'm glad it, it's resonated with so many people. So if you you all want to take a look at TED Women and it's TED Talk, and you can find it on YouTube, anything, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really easy and accessible. And, and all, my, all my websites have a link to it. So, yeah, it was, that was last year, and it was very powerful. Yeah, it is. It's, it's inspiration, not for just, you know, women, but for men as well, definitely. No, of course. I mean, it just, just happens to be the form. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. And now, all your hits kind of have the same theme. You know, it's either love or heart. Um, and I, it was funny. Well, you took that from that talk. You know, you know, I, I, you know, it's funny because I knew that when I got your like CDs, the greatest hits and whatnot. But it was reinforced during that TED talk, and it's it, it, reinforced it, for me as well. I hear you. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, totally. When when uh, does your memoirs come out? Well, we're working with publishers right now on that, and uh, working with my writer, and I'll let you know. But it will be this year. Yeah, definitely look forward to uh, reading that. <laughs> That's but, my idea. Yeah. Are you going to do an audiobook? Thank you. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But Taylor, thank you for a few minutes today. I know you got to go, but best of luck on the tour. Thank you so much. And I'll, uh, I'll hopefully see you on the tour again. I would love that. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for your time. And a special thanks to Taylor for joining us today. Go check out the Tell It's My Heart tour. All the dates are on our website, taylordane.com. It's Taylor Dane on everything social media. You can follow me on Twitter at the first 19 Be sure to like the page We're Living My Youth on Facebook. 
Go to iTunes. You can check out past episodes. And while you're there, you can please rate and review the show. I'd appreciate it. Special thanks to everyone who's listening. I can't do it without you guys. And be on the lookout for another episode of Reliving My Youth real soon.